get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Naturally, they tell you, as a student, you must read very hard. You must read so hard. You must read and read and read and spend a lot of time reading for you to make it, which is very good. You want to have a good success, then you must learn to read. And so as you were coming to school, your parents advised you or someone or your uncle or your auntie or your older brother who had been in the university before advised you and say, hey, you must learn to read, especially in the school like OAU, you must read. And so you come in with that mindset that I'm coming to read. And really, some of you have been doing well. You're trying you have a, you have the pressure on the inside of you. There's a pressure. I have to read. I have to study hard because I, I, I want to make it. I mean, what I want is first class. And so some of you, when you first came in, you were pursuing the first class until the results came out. And then you gave up. You say, okay, I'll settle for second class. It's okay. <laughs> and then while you were still struggling with that, and then you're, the way things are going, you say, oh dear Jesus Christ, <laughs> you have to help me. What's going on here? I thought I read a lot. What's going on? Oh, this lecture is crazy. I try my best and all the rest. That means you need another answer. This one is greater than the natural strength. Are you in Ecclesiastes? Read verse 11, chapter number 9, verse 11. Everybody want to go? Uh-uh, you have to read it together because the way you're reading it, you hear you think. Alright, so go ahead and read now. Want to go? your Bible. For those of you that are using King James, maybe that's too ambiguous. Let me read it to you from NIV. The NIV says, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift. What do you, what do you mean the swift? A guy that is fast. The fastest. It says the race is not to the fastest. Then it says, or the battle to the strong. Nor does food come to the wise. Or wealth to the brilliant. Or favor to the learned. You see, you may, probably somebody was invited for this program. But the guy thinks, well, I'm brilliant. I don't need to be there. <laughs> that program is for those who are dummies. They don't know anything. Some of them, the unintelligent folks. They are the ones that go for that kind of program. I know myself, so I know I have to study. All I have to do is, why would I be jumping to programs, church programs? Ah, okay. The Bible says, Favor is not to the learned. The guy knows how to study, alright? He knows how to read. He believes so much in his head and in his brains. But the time will tell. 
not everybody with first class is on top of the ladder. But when God is with you, he can enhance your first class. When God is with you, he can carry a man who is who has second class and put him on top of the one with first class. And he will be the one sending him. That's God for you. When God's grace and favor steps in, God doesn't do things based on your qualification. He is not subject to that. He doesn't function by human standards. If he does things according to your efforts, then he gets no glory for it. And he doesn't like to give his glory to someone else. If your results as a Christian came by your efforts and hard works, and you pride yourself in that, God doesn't like that. He loves for you to shift so that he can step in. So the most beautiful of it all is this. While you put in your effort, let God crown it. When God crowns your efforts, oh boy, that's super success. And that's the secret that many have not caught yet. You saw it very clearly. It's in the Bible. The race is not to the sweeps. In God's kingdom, in the word, the race is to the sweeps. You want to run? Can you run very well? Are you sure? Show us. Show us. And the guy goes, Psh, ah, you can run. Come. Stay here. <laughs> you know how to fight? Hey, you. Come fight with him. And then the fight. And defeat him. Ah, this guy, you're strong. See your muscle. Stay here. That's in the word. But with God. Uh-uh. See how God does it. God looks for that one. That's why the Bible says he uses the weak things of this world to confound the strong things. Or better put, the foolish things to confound the wise. God will look for that guy who's weak. And God will come in and say, I want to help you. All the guy needs to do is just surrender and say, Lord, go ahead and help me. And it will take you, this you, this weak you. It will use you to defeat the one that is strong. So that people will now wonder. It will be mystery to them. They will now go like, how did it happen? That's when you can now say, it's God. They will believe you. They will say, yeah, <laughs> it must be God. This one must be, this one, you defeat, ah, this is God. And then God will get the real glory. That's what he likes to do. And that's what you are in for tonight. Your efforts are all your energy. It's time for God to step in. Listen, this is not the first time. He has done it before. He's doing it in our midst. We've not even started. We've not started. I mean, results are coming from these programs. These supernatural exam success. We have supernatural exam success every semester. And those, those reports, those testimonies are very small compared to what we'll be having. Because God says it's his program. This is his program. <laughs> and so if you're open, it's your time. God cares about everything about you, including your academics. Some people think God doesn't care about their academics. He only cares about me going to heaven. Ho, ho. He cares about you going to heaven, but how come you now be useless here before you get there? He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you to be useless here before you now get to heaven. So after you are now completely useless, now after all, we are candidates of heaven. <laughs> so you can't win someone else to him because you have become useless. When you go to preach to somebody, I say, I want to invite you to Christ. You need to come to Christ. And the person asks you, 
I'm a student right now. I'm struggling with my academics. How about you? Say, I'm struggling too. <laughs> you say, wait. Are you saying that uh, you are a Christian? You say, yes, I'm a Christian. We will make heaven together. That kind of person, you just say, okay, I hear you. Thank you. <laughs> you just shit. Oh, think about it. Some of you that went out to reach out to others that attend this program. Some of you, your testimonies were on that paper. That's not all the testimonies we have in SKC. We just chose those ones. Just selected a few. Your testimony were there. Your testimony was there. And then when you went out and you talked to somebody and the person said, Yo, who's this fellow? And you said, well, that's me. I'm right here. Alive and doing well. The Lord did that for me. Ah, you are going to be there. Why? There's a proof. So when your life brings glory here, when you talk to someone else about Christ, they listen to you. Say, my life is for the glory of God. Say it one more time. One more time. Now say, my academics will bring glory to the name of the Lord. My academics we bring glory to the name of the Lord. Others will see my results and celebrate God with me. Others will see my results and begin to serve my God. Shout hallelujah! It means you believe it, right? What's the meaning of hallelujah? It means praise the Lord. So you are praising God for what you have said because he's done. Shout hallelujah! Glory to God! So let me tell you, let me give you those three quickly, those three keys for commanding supernatural exam success. Number one, operating by grace. Operating by grace. Now I understand that some people have said, oh, you don't say grace, 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 then you don't study. All right, goody. That's true. You don't say, well, grace and grace and grace and so you don't study. No, we're not saying you shouldn't study. We are only saying that you study, but let grace speak, brother. I mean, there is no student who is here who doesn't have enough sense to know that she has to study or he has to study. There is no student. If you ever have any sense, if there is nothing else that you don't want to do, it's not studying. You know why you're here? You know how mommy and daddy struggle for you to be here? You know how they, they complain sometimes about money? You've called again. Money, you say, what about the one I sent to you last week? And they're waiting for you to be fast. Do quick and get out of that place so you can go and work somewhere. <laughs> that's enough that alone is enough to give you some sense to study so the studying is not the problem but how do you enhance what you've been doing grace I'll give you two ways major ways that's not all but I'll just give you two because of time how grace comes number one First Peter chapter number 5 We have to hurry now. First Peter chapter number 5, reading from verse 5. It says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all ye, all you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So, grace comes through humility. Through humility. Then the sixth verse says, Humble yourselves, therefore. Mm -hmm. Therefore. 
humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. If you are here and you don't go to church because you are a student, you are proud. If you miss services or you miss programs because you said, I went to the library to study, you are proud. And this is your pride can only bring shame. Because the Bible says, God resists the proud. That way you are not submitting to God. God gives the instruction. As a Christian, you ought to be in the house of God. You say, but uh, uh, you know, I have to go to the library. There's something coming up. You are proud. After all, you've been putting in all your effort. How much success have you received with this your effort? Isn't it time you change? This is some kind of madness. You study so hard, you get little result. Can't you just stop? I said, there's a better way for this thing. I have to find out. And that's grace. Grace does not mean, you know, like somebody, may, I don't think so, but I've heard something like that, that they tell you, uh, what is the matter, please? I've heard something like that. They, they tell, just tell you, hey, um, grace is working. Don't, you don't have to study. <laughs> it is grace that is working, no? <laughs> How is not grace? That cannot be right. You're wise, you study. But then, you have extra confidence. There's something on the inside. That's grace. You know that you know. What's grace? Let me tell you. Grace is an inward working. It's an inward working of the spirit. It's working on the inside. But the result is seen on the outside. But that thing is inside you all the time. It's God that gives it to you. And we just read one way. He says, humility brings it. Humility to submitting to God Almighty. Submitting to his ways of doing things. Submitting to his word. How can you be in school and you, you can count how many times you've been in services in church? When have you become like this? You were not like this at home. You will go to church with your parents, but then you got here. It changed. Freedom has taken over you. That's why they say freedom is very hard to manage. When you become free, your real self begins to show. How disciplined you are will begin to see. Why should freedom begin to control the way you think? You want to know someone who is responsible? Let him be on his own and you know. Not when someone else is watching over him. Let him just be on his own. Then you know how responsible he is. God should not be last in your life. If God is last in your life, then there is trouble. You must have enough sense. As you're going to school, be serving God. As you're going to your classes, go to church. As you're working to make your exams, work to make heaven, work to, to bring souls into the kingdom of God. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Because you are a student for a short while, but a Christian for life. So if you want to remain a Christian for life, then you must work it. The Bible says, work out your own salvation. Hallelujah. So grace comes that way when you submit to God. Submit to the will of God. Then, grace... <laughs> now listen, if you already have grace, you're here now. If they ask you, are you a worker in your church? Say, I'm a worker. I'm very serious. Uh, you know, everything is cool with me. Really? Yes. Why not increase the grace? Because you're still having challenges with your academics. Why not increase the grace? I want to show you how to increase the grace. That's the second point I'll give you. Romans chapter number 5, verse 17. 
I like this one. Ha 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 ha. Mm. Are you there? Romans chapter number 5, reading from verse 17. Read it to me. Want to go, everybody? Stop. Read it to me, everybody. Want to go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Hold on. He says, if by one man's offense, death reigned, death ruled. And I told you that before. I've taught you, remember? Basilio. Death kinged. Was a king. Death ruled by one. Then he says, much more, they which receive. The Greek word is lambano. It means to take, to seize by force and make it yours. He says, they which lambano, they catch it. Mm. It's mine. You know, they which lambano, abundance of grace. Hey, listen, this one is not they which are given. In other words, these ones don't wait to be given. They lambano it. Where did they get it from? From God. You take it. Let me give you an example. You have problem with mathematics. And you've been struggling. You have grace. But you're thinking, hey, man, I have to upgrade this grade. Something must be done. I need more grace to do it. What do you do? You lambano grace for it. You say, ah, how do I do it? I'll tell you. Just watch. As we go down the line, you'll see it. Just make sure you listen very well. You'll catch out to lambano it. You take grace. You collect it. <laughs> Glory to God. So, that means by faith. By faith. And I'll teach you about that shortly now. As we round off, I'll teach you. Just open your spirit. Don't miss me. If you miss me now, take a pillow and go and sleep. So, don't just miss me. Open your spirit. Alright? Glory to God. Number two key. Number two key. Operating by the prophetic word. All those testimonies that we have in SKC. If you read how it came, you always see things like, Apostle said this during supernatural exam success. And then this happened. One of our services, Apostle said this and this happened. What are those prophetic words? I will just say by the spirit of God, this is going to happen and somebody receives it and believe, believes it and receives it and it happens. That's, that word is called prophetic word. Now, in this church, we've learned enough to understand prophetic because we have the prophetic in our midst. We thank God for it abundantly. So we understand the prophetic here. So when it is released, SKC members are, they are now smart to lambano it, to take it. They say, it's mine, I receive it. Why someone is still one? What are they doing here? Is what? Someone has taken it right beside you. It's called the prophetic word. What do you do with the prophetic word? Hosiah chapter number 12. Hosiah chapter number 12. Verse 13. Yeah, can somebody read that? Are you all there? Read it to me. Hey, you know why some people are not reading it? They don't know where Hosea is. 
They are now going to the New Testament to look for it. It's under the Old Testament. Let me read it to you. Hosea chapter 12 verse 13 says, And by a prophet, the Lord, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, was it preserved. Now, God uses prophets to bring you out of trouble. Some people don't know it. If your pastor is also a prophet, happy are you. Because by him, God will bring you out of trouble. The Bible says by a prophet. By a prophet. The prophetic is working. You are in a mess. But that man of God just tells you, don't worry, this is going to happen. He just releases the word and you come out of that problem. You can't understand it. It's a miracle. You say, hey, ah, hey, by a prophet. You may even exercise your faith and say, you try and try and say, it may work. But because the man of God has spoken, if your faith didn't work, his words will work. Because God honors the word of a prophet. To be a prophet means to speak for God. Do you understand? It means to talk for God, to be the mouth of God. So whatever that man of God says, that prophet says, it will come to pass. Why? Because God is within. Anything he says, he's talking for God. And you know God cannot lie. God cannot lie. If your prophet says, everybody look here. What is this? And you say, a speaker. He says, come on, look at it. What is it? It's a speaker. He said, look at it very well. Can you all see it? Somebody is wondering. He's a speaker. He says, you're all wrong. And you're looking at each other. <laughs> Apostle has missed it this time around. Uh, uh, so you're waiting to hear. And he tells you, this is a rock. You say, huh? <laughs> it's a rock. Because that man is a prophet. When you say, uh, um, I, I want to take a look. Please, excuse me. And then you're walking. As you get here, you touch it. It's a rock. You discover it's a rock. Before you get here, it becomes a rock. You know why? God cannot lie. When God tells a lie, it becomes a truth. When you are trying to discover it, it turns into a truth. It becomes a truth. It cannot. It does not. He is absolutely righteous. He is absolutely righteous. He told a man that had never had any child before. He says, you are a father of many nations. And the Bible said the truth. The Bible told us. Abraham laughed. <laughs> because he was thinking, ah, Almighty God, you are not telling life. <laughs> he laughs. And by the way, you know, we blame Sarah. Abraham was the first person that did it. He laughed. Then when he got to Sarah too, and Sarah was hearing from inside, God was saying, um, by this time next year, your wife will have a child. <laughs> so I was preparing something there. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> and God said, Sarah laughed. She said, mm, I didn't laugh. <laughs> Did it happen? Yes. God told Abraham, said, from now on, you are a father of many nations. From now on, that's what you have. You know when you have no child and someone is calling you a father of many nations, it's like you have no nothing at all. You don't have any money. And somebody is calling you, the wealthiest man on campus. The wealthiest man on campus. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that's God. Oh, you look at your results right now. And somebody is telling you the most intelligent student on campus. The lecturer comes in. 
They say there is somebody here, the most intelligent. Uh, uh, oh, that's the most intelligent points to you. And you know your result. <laughs> the highest you had was C. And you say, Amen, sir. <laughs> but brother, that's a man. If God said so, what should you do? Ah, please God, don't don't say it. No! What do you do? Yes, sir! You believe it. You lambano it. Do you understand now? You say it's mine. Glory to God. The most intelligent thing on campus. Glory to God. And you, you know what? You start announcing it. I'm the most intelligent here. There's a guy who has always been having all the A's. He looks at you and says, you? Okay. <laughs> you say, I'm the most intelligent. Why? God said it. For instance, the Lord is saying now, through me now, he spoke to me now, and I want to tell you what he just said. The Lord is saying that the results that you will produce this semester will be far better than what you had last sufficiently you've never tasted some A's your time has come the Lord said to tell you it's going to happen supernaturally listen there are two ways the Lord spoke to me and told me there are two ways he will upgrade your results your GP this semester. One, he said for some, their results this semester will be high. The results for their courses. He said for some, the one that will believe, he said supernaturally, my angel will visit that GP. So listen, any of the methods, your GP will be upgraded. something one point something something the lord said to tell you he is stepping in that thing hey hey hold on this is more than one that i'm seeing this is more than one person i'm seeing one point for somebody i'm seeing 1.2 something i'm seeing 1.4 i'm seeing one point i'm seeing this thing coming in front of me what the lord said to tell you there is an angel now that will bring you extraordinary favor. And that GP miraculously. Listen. Miraculously from this semester will be upgraded. Shout out! Celebrate! Glory to God! 
water. Let me tell you why I told you to celebrate. Because the scene I usually see in services, I just saw it again now. While I was releasing it, I saw angels in this place working on my words. Glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Woo. I mean extraordinary things will happen in your results. Watch out. Just watch out. By next semester, when you begin to see those results, your steps will be filled with dance. Listen, I am Apostle Victor Peters. I do not psych. Anyone that believes what I say, you have it abundantly. Those, hey, hey, look at those testimonies that we got were not forged, they were not framed. The people who happened, they are here. And the Lord said, Yes. This year, we will record more academic testimonies. Sit down. Ratagero prando soprahate. Jeko ranadia taha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8. Still on the second point. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8. <laughs> Woo. he says the Lord sent a word into Jacob and it had lighted upon Israel the Lord sent a word like the Lord is sending a word to you today now listen when these words are coming don't see it as who is the person beside me what make sure you receive it for yourself because in this kingdom you have to learn to receive things for yourself you lambano things for yourself you take it even if it is evident and obvious that the one they are describing is the one beside you. They say one person that is wearing uh, red clothes and the person is beside you. You say, no. Physically, you are wearing red. Spiritually, I'm wearing <laughs> You receive it for yourself. You say, I don't care. It's me. They say somebody's GP is one point something. But you know yours is in two points. So you want to lift it. You say, Lord Jesus, I think because it's two. He's moving two. That's how you do it. You don't watch and say, oh, it's those for one point eight minutes for them. What? <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you. Oh, thank you Lord Jesus. There's somebody I saw you weep over your results. You wept over your results. In the corner of your room. Ah, Your tears are over. Because the Lord showed me. I saw you weeping. This thing is in your heart. And you wept over it because you felt bad. And you were like, what can I do? What more can I do? Listen, tonight is the answer to your prayer. And I'm telling you to open your spirit tonight. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Finally, the third point. The third point. The third, third key. Three keys to commanding supernatural exam success. The third one now is speaking mysteries. Speaking mysteries. There are two ways we speak mysteries in this kingdom. The first one. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
is speaking in unknown tongue. First Corinthians chapter number four, fourteen. Beg your pardon. First Corinthians chapter number fourteen. Reading from verse two. Are you there? If you're there, read it. One to go. Everybody's not there. You don't know where First Corinthians is. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, reading the second verse. Everybody, want to go. Did you see that? He that speaketh in unknown tongue. Now the problem is some Christians don't speak with tongues yet. It's okay. I don't know, maybe because of your belief or your church or something. Uh, but, uh, well, according to the Bible, all Christians ought to speak with tongues. I'm not talking about the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. We've taught that here before. There's a difference between the gift of diverse kinds of tongues and speaking with tongues. There are two different things. But sometimes people mix it up. They say, oh no, if it's only when you have the gift. No, that's different. Jesus said, this sign shall follow them that believe. Mark chapter number 16. Reading from verse 15 into 16 and 17. In my name, he says, the cast out devil, so on and so on. He says, they shall speak with new tongues. Those that believe. He's talking about believers. According to him. So if you say you, you are excluded, that means you are not that one that Jesus is saying. Because Jesus said, the believers will do this. It's one of the signs that will follow them. Of course, there are fake tongues. But that does not eradicate the original. Because some people speak fake tongues does not mean those of us who are doing the real thing, then we, 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 are, we are fake too. Oh, you must be joking. But that's another day's subject. We have some messages you can request for them, you know, uh, and get them on your phone on speaking with tongues. But that's by the way. Alright? But then, if you do speak with tongues, some have been told a lie. Some Christians, they speak with tongues, but they speak it only once in a while. You cannot make things happen like that. Because you've been told that you only speak with tongues when you become high. After you have worshipped and worshipped and worshipped and praised and praised and all of a sudden that thing will now come. What's that? No! If it's a language and it is that the only Spirit gave to you because it's an utterance of the Holy Spirit, we don't forge it. We don't form it. Somebody said, they say, begin to speak anything that comes to your mind. Just speak now. Just speak. If I tell you what is coming to my mind now. <laughs> no, not that one. I'm talking about this utterance given by the Spirit of God. And that Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. And it doesn't go on a holiday. You see that? The Holy Spirit on the inside does not go and come. If it's always inside of you, then you ought to be able to speak with tongues all the time. I mean, how come you know you can speak English all the time? Or your language? The same way, this is an utterance given by the Holy Ghost. You should be able to speak it anytime you want to. It's a communication. The Bible says you speak mystery. Well, I don't want to go into that teaching today. That's another day's teaching. But if you do speak with tongues, make use of it. Some of you do it, but you don't make use of it. That's the problem. You speak it only once in a while. You go somewhere and then you, you thank. You want to speak only your knowledge. Hey, God, make a change. Make a change. But you, what change about what? You don't even know about the matter. But when you start speaking mysteries, that's praying with other tongues. You're there all the time. You're about to write this paper. You don't know what the lecturer will say. 
You don't know. You don't know. The last time there was problem, but this time around you don't know. What should, what should I read? What should I pray about? The Holy Ghost can help you. All you need to do is just step aside somewhere and take some time out to Holy Ghost. All by yourself. You are a student with a difference. A student with the Holy Ghost. There is something about you that differentiates you. You should not fail. Not with the Holy Ghost on the inside. So you step aside. Take some time out. All by yourself. What are you doing? The Bible says it speaketh mysteries. It's called coded language. Angels understand these mysteries. As you're speaking, the wisdom of God will be coming up in your spirit. Have you ever seen yourself after praying and praying like that? You're so full of the Holy Ghost. You go back to your book to study. You just see yourself. You are just being led to some places. And those places are exactly what is coming out. You've charged yourself up. If someone tells you that as a Christian, no, tongue is led for some people. They are cheating you out. How could it be? What kind of a God is that? That means he loves some people and gives them tongues and he doesn't give you? Oh no, you must be joking. Something that is very beneficial. I wouldn't be here now today if not because of speaking with tongues. Because what are you going to pray? What would you pray about? How many English can you speak? It's true. If you don't pray with tongues, you can't you can't successfully pray for one hour. That's the truth. You'll just be repeating the same thing. Do it, Lord. Do it. Do it, Lord. Do it. Yes, do it. Do it. Do it. Then you are tired. You sing a little. So after singing, then you come back to it. Lord, do it. Do it. Do it. What is do it? Do it. Do it. Do what? Holy God knows. Maybe what you're praying about is even the wrong thing. But when you pray with the Holy Ghost, it's called praying with the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues. You're there speaking mysteries. That's what we just read. Coded language. Secrets. You are releasing words. The, that lecturer has been arguing with you. You know, he sent you out of his class and said you are in trouble. But don't argue with him. Just go somewhere. You've, you've bet enough. You prostrated. You rolled on the floor. You say, oh, sir, see, if you don't help me, hey, my family, if you don't help me, you threaten him with everything. You thought he would have mercy. No mercy. There's a way to deal with him. Don't worry. Just say thank you very much, sir. You had your thinking, I'll deal with you. I'm coming. <laughs> it's true. And then you go somewhere else. Maybe in your room. If they would disturb you, you have some roommates. Get somewhere. Alone. And call his name. Whatever his name is. <gasps> Maybe you write it somewhere in the paper. Put it in front of you. And begin to match around. <laughs> I'm serious. And then you're speaking with tongues. Over this one. Something will just begin to shift in his spirit. You know, especially when he's sleeping. Oh God. It's a time that the angel can work on his mind. You just notice you go back to him. He says, is it that boy? Tell him to get out. I still don't want to see him. You think you are. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> you don't give up. You still go back. You say, Mr. Whatever. Mr. Titus. <laughs> Malaki aha. The Bible says he speaketh mysteries. I told you the story before of how a lecturer threatened me. He, tre- he told me, he threatened, he was taking us marks. He threatened me because he asked me a question and I was not going to answer the question the way he wanted me to. Somebody said, that's disobedience. Well, that's not it. He was asking, he said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Zion. Should I tell the lie? And he got angry over it. He said, how could you say you're from Zion? I said, where are you from? I said, I'm telling you the truth, I'm from Zion. So he said, all right, we shall see. So he threatened me. So <laughs> I didn't keep quiet though. I went back. 
that night in my room. Oh God, oh God. Thank God, my knees hit the floor. And I started. He paliata. The man is sleeping. <laughs> Demons don't sleep, brother. Angels don't sleep. Why should you? You should learn to wake up. Sensitive hours. Deal with your life. You sleep all through. Or you are hearing the wrong music all through. You sleep on that wrong music. You now wake up and say, I don't understand. I don't have faith at all. You won't have. I will have. <laughs> so you pray. Do you know as I'm talking about this now, there are still some people that are doubting. Okay, continue. Remain at your level. I'm telling you a secret. You're saying, tongues is not for everyone. Should I now forge it? Should I now forge it? I'm not talking about forging. I'm talking about real tongues. If you don't know how to speak with tongues, or you don't have that yet, then you get to a pastor. Let them lay hands on you and you'll be filled with the Spirit. So you can pray with tongues. It's very helpful. I, I can't overemphasize it, I'm telling you. By the time I was done on my knees that night, they transferred that guy. I mean, they came to make announcement. The, the, the class governor came to make announcement and said, that man will no longer S4 take us mathematics. They said, um, another person, they transferred. You, you can't explain. What happened? I said, maybe sabbatical or whatever. Said, and he didn't. Someone else came in his place. Why? There was one guy in his group who was controlling things. Raketo Zadadababa. <laughs> we don't have to. See? Hey. On the inside, we may look, on the outside, we may look smallish, but on the inside, we are bigger. We are not age mates, brother. We are not in the same class when it comes on the inside, when it comes to dealing with things, spiritual things. We are not. The, what? You look at me like that, you insult me. Okay, no problem, don't worry. But on the inside, I know I'm bigger. You can have the outward muscle. My muscles inside are far. Oh boy. <laughs> Glory to God. Second, the second point under that. I just talked about unknown tongues. That's speaking mysteries. Pray with tongues before you write your exam, before you read, whatever. Take some time to charge yourself up, then you go for it. But then, there is another way to speak mystery. Speaking in your understanding, in a known tongue now. And I will teach, teach you how to do that shortly. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Chapter number 2. That's what we are rounding off with now. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Verse 6. <laughs> hey, hey, it says, well, you're there. Everybody, read it to me. Want to go. <laughs> now read the next one. Did you see that? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Can I give you an example of the wisdom of God? They have given you, probably, maybe they've said it. Um, somebody came to announce that. The lecturer said it will fail all of us. He came to announce that everybody, because you didn't make him happy, whatever happened, the wisdom of God says why you're there. Minus one. I'm different. Why? We don't fail in our kingdom. We belong in another kingdom. Wait. What does 
happening when the Bible says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them? What, what do you think the Bible is talking about? What does it mean when it says, whatsoever that is born of God overcometh the world? What do you think it's talking about? Wait, do you think all those scriptures are just there in the Bible so that you can look at it and read it and say, hallelujah, hallelujah. What? You use it. I just told you the other time about lambanoing grace. You receive abundance of grace. This is how to receive it, brother. You have difficulty in that subject, in that course. It's, it's maths. You say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I receive grace for this maths. Not only will I do this, whatever you like, just mention. If it's B, if it's A, you say, I receive in the name of Jesus A in this course. In the name of Jesus. And you don't give up. Keep declaring it. Every time you say, A, glory to God, is sure. A, is sure. And then take scriptures and back it up. Why? He says, whatsoever that is born of God, overcome the world. I have overcome this mass. Mass, I have overcome you. I've conquered you. In the name of Jesus. Someone say, why should you be speaking to a course like that? All right, stay. You don't do that. Go ahead and speak to it. You can talk to anything. It's called speaking mysteries. Listen, somebody who doesn't understand it, to that person, you are mad. You will think, why? You, you, you're just, Christianity is running you mad. So watch. You speak mystery in a language. It's called coded language. The mystery that they don't understand in this world. Those who are of the world, they don't understand us. When we start saying some things. For instance, you start saying, I do not die like Kandu. I do not die like a chicken. In the name of Jesus, I'm protected. On the right and on the left. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. They say, can't you see that there is something flying in the air? And you come into the very place. And that thing is not catching you. Why? Greater is he that is in me. There's something on your inside. That's why you need the word of God. That's why you need to be loaded with the word of God. Because with the word of God, anything is possible. Anything. Anything. Hey, 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 hey. Look at it. Anything. Jesus proved it to us that anything is possible. Otherwise, how could a man, a man walk on water? It had never been heard before. Others thought you had to divide the water. That's what they thought. Moses thought, Lord, how do we go? Oh, he cried to God. God said, shut up. Stretch forth your hands and divide the water. Divide. Alright, I'll do it. And then it split. Ooh. So they went on dry land. So it was interesting. If, if God doesn't split the water, we couldn't have gone. Because is it possible to go without splitting? Walking on ground? We have, we have, we have to go on ground. So that was a miracle for them. The same thing happened with Joshua. Lord, how do we go? Alright, split the water. God gave certain instructions. Split the water. And so they split the water and they went on that dry ground. Wow, miracle. 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 And then, Elijah, you know, Moses said, Oh Lord, probably was thinking, All these people, how do we go? God said, split the water. So, they were many. So, of course, God would have done that for them. With all those people, does God want them? He had to do it for them, so they went. Alright. Now, Joshua, the same thing. All those people, are they had to go on water. He came to Elijah. Elijah was just with Elisha. There were two of them. It was not because there were many. Elijah didn't help. God, do something. Uh, 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 uh. The guy is operating on a higher level. He just took his mantle. He said, okay, oh guy, you follow me. He just got to the water. Took off his mantle. <laughs> Fire! 
The thing split up. Follow me. <laughs> and he went. You didn't read anywhere where he cried out to God. I said, Lord, do something. No. Listen to me. You didn't have to be many before the miracles is performed. Say, you know, now you too, you had F. Let's gather. Both of us, let us pray. We'll change things. Because you think you are not the only one. Ah, ah, ah. Even if you are the only one, you can cancel everybody. You can cancel everybody's result just because of you. you say, it has to, we have to do it again. Somebody say, no, we should not do it again. It favored me. Hey, it favored me. Say, no, it, it didn't favor me. <laughs> it has to be canceled. <laughs> the lecturer had to do this test again. Ah, they said, don't say it. He said, watch. It's not because we are many. It's because it depends on the authority that you, you're, you're using. Under the Old Testament, it says one of you shall chase a thousand. Two of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Under the Old Testament. Under the New Testament. No. It just takes one man with great faith to chase everybody. You, you, think, we are, you, you think we are kidding? This thing is real, brother. Say, I'm loaded. But brother, when the two of them went on that dry ground, Elijah was taken. It remained Elisha. How is Elisha going to go back? The same thing. There were two. You would have said, because there were two. Now, only him. The same thing. He took the mantle. The same thing. He went. Just for his own convenience. Not because he wanted to carry all Israel. Uh-uh. Just, I want to, I have to pass. So, you have to split. But that was their best miracle. Until Jesus came. Woo! I love Jesus. Jesus was not going to, hey, listen, different kinds of miracles. Jesus didn't wait at that night and say, all right, now I command somebody with boats to come because I need to go now. And somebody just wakes up in his sleep and say, I have to go there. That would have been a miracle. The guy would have entered the boat and said, are you going to the other side? Come in and say, Jesus, at the middle of the night. Wow, that's a good miracle. It would have been. But Jesus never, never recognized any barrier. In your life, don't recognize barrier. Irrespective of what. Learn to overlook barrier. Don't see yourself as a failure. I would never be a failure. I'm a bundle of success. He didn't recognize that. What did Jesus do? Ah, very simple. I tell you, he got there. He didn't start looking. How do we go? No, he got there. No boat. He just started walking on. He just kept walking on, on water. And disciples, they never heard it before. They never saw it before. So they thought it was a ghost. And they screamed. Ah! 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 And Jesus said, "Relax, I'm the one." And you know Peter, talkative. He said, Master, if that's you, tell me to come. He has said it before he thought. Tell me to come. Jesus said, Come. I should come. He started coming. But all of a sudden, he came to himself. Say, Are you crazy, old boy? The Bible said, When he saw the boisterous winds, he started looking. Another disciples were looking from the boat. They said, He will soon sink. He will soon sink. And that was what happened. Because when he got there, he started seeing all those winds. The boisterous wind. He got his attention. He couldn't go further. And he said, ah, I will soon sink. And he started. He started. Now listen, there's a good lesson there. There's a good lesson there. The good lesson there is that not only Jesus could do it. Peter did it. Forget the sinking part. 
he did it. He sank when he doubted. If he had not doubted, he would have walked on. In fact, he would have walked with Jesus, held hands with Jesus, and they would have come back inside. And he would have told the other disciple, Oi. And you know what? Maybe in the history of church, the body of Christ, walking on water would have become commonplace. Because when they saw Peter, imagine them seeing Peter walking with Jesus. And Peter would love to do some dance on that water. And somebody else, Patrolomio too, will say, I think I have to try it too. And then they would start, and there would have been a dance on that water. And it would have been commonplace for all of us. For Peter. <laughs> well, somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> say, I will never be limited. <laughs> say, no cause can limit me. In the name of Jesus. Say, this semester exam is bread for me. Is bread for me. I have defeated it. In the name of Jesus. Listen, I tell you as a man of God, no curse will make you weep anymore. Listen, if you ever shed tears, it will be tears of joy. In other words, you will be so happy, so joyful, and then see you just look at the result and you just cried. Oh God, you've done it. Oh, and tears. That's tears of joy. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It is yours in the name of Jesus. Your level is changing. I speak to you prophetically. That everything that would limit you is taken out of your way. will shame you is taken out of your way. No shame for you. In the name of Jesus. No shame for you. In the name of Jesus. Your struggling is over. I said it is over. Somebody shout hallelujah. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 011 489. Thank you and God bless you.